Best editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Hello, and you are joining us on a special art fair edition of Closets Are For Clothes. Um, and Dan is still away. We're going to play Where in the World is Dan Burns in a little while. Well, in a little while being like when he returns. Yeah. Does it, do they say hell in that song? They do. Oh, I, you know, I don't really care where Matt Lauer is because I think he's tired. Who's he's Matt t- Lauer? Exactly. So, um, so we have a crowded studio in here today, though. Um, we have our chief engineer, Alex Sergey, who's... Um, poking around like the little bunny he is aren't you a bunny yeah and uh, we also have sorry i was hopping <laughs> the um democrat for city council sandy smith with us um we'll be talking with her for a little while and we'll also um listen to uh nervous but excited friends of the show um and uh, they have a big uh big show coming up on Friday at the Art Fair and um, also a new album out. So we'll hear from them in, in our, our second third of the show, second half of the show, second fifth. Um, so um, I have a corn dog in one hand and art on a stick on the other. And I have an elephant ear. And you have an elephant ear and freshly squeezed lemonade uh, and a fanny Ooh. pack because that is what Art Fair is all about. And those those almonds that they the almonds the, the nuts the cinnamon nuts yes I um know. you know i left my office today and i actually it started yesterday because i tried um to drive into central and all the streets were blocked off yesterday was almost worse than today. it was almost worse than today all these white tents popped up and it was you know it was great um you know and it's been a beautiful summer and now that it's art fair it's hot as hell outside it's very hot so it's it's warmer than usual, and that's okay because it's art fair, and it brings a lot of people to beautiful Ann Arbor, and all these people walk in crowds and they walk slowly. So, welcome to Ann Arbor, my friends. Um, have a corn dog. You know what I like about it this year? What did you notice? How fast they knocked down the Y, and put up that parking lot? No, I didn't. Last week. There were still piles of rubble. This week, it is a parking lot for I Art know, Fair. I and know. And they were working on it last night, I noticed. Of course. They do all these beautiful things and uh, in time for Art Fair. I'd love to take credit for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you make the parking lot? Well, I, I'm on the Downtown Development Authority. Oh, you and are? that's what we do. We do things uh, very effectively. Excellent. And so this was, It was fast. So the Downtown Development Authority, that sounds very official. Oh, it is. And do you meet in, like, secret chambers and wear robes? Well, there are some people in Ann Arbor that think we are totally secret. <laughs> um, no, we're, we're totally public. It's a, it's a public taxing authority. We have offices and we have open meetings. Excellent. Are your meetings televised? They are not. <gasps> oh, are I not. love not watching those. You're a political junkie. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Uh, and I know that sometimes they, they show stuff like that um, on the Ann Arbor News Station, right? They do. They do. On the uh, cable network. Brilliant. Uh, we don't have any of the camera facilities in our offices. Oh, well, that's too bad. Maybe we can change that. Well, so Is that have why you're got- running for city council? <laughs> so you can be on TV? No. Fame. Fortune. So I can be on the radio. <laughs> That's why I ran for city. Wait a second. So, so um, art fair. So I remember my first art fair. It rained a lot, and I worked a booth. This is the first time I have not worked an art fair, so I get to walk around in all its glory. And I've been really disappointed because usually there's a lot of free stuff, but this year not so much. There isn't. So, no, I've gotten like a fan, and it broke. Oh. Um, from another radio station. Um, <laughs> well, la-di-da. <laughs> but it broke. So that was disappointing. What's your favorite art fair memory, Alex? Well, when I was a student about a thousand and a half years ago, my friend and I used to go to the arch and just play. I played bongos and he played his saxophone and people would give us money. No way. Yeah, we were buskers. <laughs> <laughs> like in My Fair Lady. Well, I'm not sure about that. We weren't dressed that well, but it was so great. We made $10 in an hour, and we thought we were just, like, fabulously wealthy. Wow. I mean, this was back when $10 really meant something. Right. Now it'll buy you a gallon of gas. 
Um, so you were a busker, and that was your favorite memory of art fair. Was it as that big? Was my as most it is lucrative now? memory of art fair. It was. It seems like it was smaller than, and it's bigger now. That was back in the late '70s, so that was a long time ago. Wow, that was probably back when Hash Bash still happened. As... That's when the Hash Bash still had hash. Yes. <laughs> And your art fair mem- favorite art fair memory, Sandy? Well, actually, uh, one may include Alex. I remember walking home one night and walking by a gr- uh, open garage door just at the edge of uh, art fair, and there's this uh, totally loud uh, punk rock coming out and and uh, shooting down Liberty Street, and I walked down underneath the Fleetwood. Oh, um, at the yeah. gallery. And, and, and it was an art gallery back then? It was an art gallery, and That's there's right, Blamo was, um, screaming uh, was that you? in that full was glory. Me. <gasps> no way. Yeah, because I used to be the drummer in Blamo. <gasps> Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. We had a motto that I can't say on the radio. Ooh. We're loud, we're fast, and we say the word a lot. Nice. <laughs> I had to beep myself, but we have no beep here, so you couldn't hear it. Beep! Um, so that was your first, that, that, is that your first run in with Artfair and Alex Sergey? <laughs> Probably. This may be my second. No, wait. That's brilliant. Why come you, how come you don't, um, play drums anymore? I, I left the band when I started grad school cause I thought, you know, I'd have to study. <gasps> nah. Turned out to be kind of whimsy, but. Brilliant. Well, I listened to this NPR thing about this guy. No, I guess it was. I don't know, but it was this feature about like people who collect stuff, and this guy collected um, broken guitar stick. What do you call them? Like guitar guitar strings? No, are they called sticks? What drumsticks? Drums? Oh, they are called drumsticks. Drumsticks. Okay. You said guitar. <laughs> nah, did I say guitar? You drums. said guitar. I meant drums. Didn't he say guitar? Everyone's oh. nodding. All right, fine. Gang up on me. I meant. Drums. Drumsticks. Drumsticks. Famous people's broken drumsticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remind me of one of the sadnesses of my entire life. Fine. Why? That your drumsticks broke? No, that I lost my famous person's drumstick that I got. Whose did you get? I got Topper Hedden's. (gasps) Who's that? Ah! (laughs) The drummer from The Clash. Oh, that would be cool. The best drummer, well, not the best drummer in the world, but one of the great drummers of, of my existence. And I went to a Clash concert, and he threw his sticks out at the end of the show. And I went up to the guy who caught it and said, wow, can I see that? And you stole it. I, it was like the only mean thing. Not the only mean thing. But it was one of the mean things I've done in my wow, life. Wow, that's awesome, though. Can I see that cool drumstick that's one of a kind? See ya. You know, it's probably someone probably stole it from you. And it's that's probably what anyway. happened. It was instant karma, like, 20 years later. That's amazing. But anyway, so this guy... I still guy... feel bad about that, though. I should have given it back oh, to the guy. I'm sorry to dig it up. Anyway, so the, <laughs> this guy collected broken drumsticks. Broken drumsticks. Yeah, because drummers break them. Yes, they break. And... They're made of wood. And they're worth nothing, apparently. I thought that any sort of band memorabilia would be worth something. Like, he had a bunch of different drummers' drumsticks. The only one I remember is the one-armed drummer from Def Leppard. Ah. Which was, you know, he only had one drumstick to give, so. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, he saves a lot of money that way. He does, he does. The cost, you know, right. Well, you know, I collect nothing except, no, I don't collect anything. I collect crap. Um, and by accident, mostly at that. Um, no, I used to collect um, coasters. Like, oh, really? pubs. That'd but be good. Pubs don't use coasters anymore. Oh. These napkins. Oh, how WTF. weak. I know, right? So anyway, so we will... <laughs> Anyone else a collector? Mm, I used to collect old computers, but I finally had to start getting rid of them. I know, and you're super jealous of my iPhone, aren't you? A 3G? So I stood in line at 6.40 in the morning to get this iPhone, and then I got Where? it home. At uh, the Red Briarwood? No, at Washtenaw, at the, at the AT&T store. Oh, okay. So I stand in line, and there's this lady who won't stop talking behind me, and this is pre-coffee number one, so it was it was rough. Um, and uh, I finally get in line, and they can't, they can't turn the things on like right. they can't activate them they were there was so many people buying iphones the first morning that the servers that were activating them you think that they would plan ground to for a that halt. sort of thing you know that was my first thought 
they, you know, what are they thinking? I know? know, right? So, so I have this. So I have no phone from, uh, from like nine a.m. to like three p.m. I finally it comes on at three p.m. and and I didn't leave the house. It was. I mean, it's all right. I mean, if you if you like that sort of really cool, amazing thing, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm very jealous. But um, he already has games on it. It's true. And my boss and I are. Um, there's this one game called Cube Runner, and my boss and I are currently um, fighting for the top score. So um, I'm gonna win later because I own the game and I can spend more time on it. Um, so this is a totally a time killer, and I, I have my internet and my email in my pocket all the time, which is probably a really bad thing, especially yeah. when you drive. Especially, when drive. I've seen people looking at their thing while they drive. I always st- wait for stoplights. That's better, right? That's better, yeah. and then <laughs> and then when the light changes and the people behind you start honking because you're still gazing at your own reflection well see they honk they let me know there you go very considerate very considerate excellent well sergey good luck thanks with your hobby of nothing no that's my hobby good luck with the rest of your art fair experience oh thanks and if there's ever a blammo reunion then it'll be loud it'll be loud (laughs) it'll be loud um you're listening to wcban fm ann arbor and we are in studio with um, Sandy Smith, who is running for city council of our fair city, Ann Arbor. Um, now, Sandy, I am from St. Louis, Missouri, and I don't know what our city council does in St. Louis. And therefore, I don't know what our city council does in Ann Arbor. Well, we... Do you, like, hire the mayor? No, the mayor's elected. Okay. The mayor's elected. We would hire... Right, but the... you, like, you, you, like... So, like, in, D- in Detroit, for example, right, there's a lot of stuff going on with Kwame oh, yes. and the city council. Oh, yes. So if you were to impress that situation upon Ann Arbor, would the roles be the same? I don't think so. And I don't think that the citizens... Uh, we're, we have a very active citizenry. And I don't think that we would have uh, people sitting by and allowing that to happen. Uh-huh. So you feel like there, there would have been more... Um, more like uh, safety nets to make sure that, that that sort of behavior is caught earlier. I I think so. I you hope so, right? It's hard to compare <laughs> the two places. It is. It you is know, hard. one in scale alone. But so if so, say in a hypothetical sort of like other dimension that that happened in Ann Arbor, would the city council be the ones to really bring the mayor to task? Oh, I I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I hadn't ever. Uh, thought about it in this perspective (laughs) that's not why i'm running (laughs) so why are you running well i've been really involved with the city i've uh, been on task forces i'm on the downtown development authority as i was saying earlier and it's really just given me an appreciation of the city at at a uh at a very detailed level and i uh, am passionate about it and there's a lot of exciting things that are that are happening right now in the city and i want to be part of it Amazing. So, so you are originally from here, or from Oakland County, not too far. And and then you you I live came here work... for school. Oh, nice. And then just stayed. Just stayed. Just stayed. And and you you say you're involved with a lot of different things. Does that do you have time to be in city council? Like, is it isn't it going to take away, or do you have like your day job, for example, like? Well, I will be able to do my day job. Um, I, I spend a lot of time volunteering. So the stuff I, I do now for the Downtown Development Authority and some of the others will be replaced by the, the work on the uh, city council. Hmm. You know, I have a lot of friends who come and visit, and they, they love Ann Arbor, and I love Ann Arbor, too. So I, I think that... What do you I, love about Ann Arbor? What I love about Ann Arbor is I love Main Street. It's a lot of fun. And I actually like, the thing I like about Main Street is that none of my students go to Main Street. So if I actually need to... So you're to, incognito. Then. So I'm incognito on Main Street. Um, and I love the diversity of stuff, not just the diversity of people, right? Mm-hmm. So, and when I bring my friends here, um, like I take them out on the town and whatever, and they have a great time. But what needs fixing? So what, is it just uh, like, isn't Ann Arbor this perfect utopia already or more? absolutely but but we have to keep it that way <laughs> and that's what's really hard uh there's a lot of other forces going on one uh we exist in the state of michigan mm-hmm. and the state of michigan's uh really tough right now they're cutting back on the, the money that they give to uh cities mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh so so that that amount has reduced dramatically over the last uh, eight or ten years 
Um, so uh, we also have a lot of development going on. If you look around town, there's cranes in the sky everywhere. Huh. And there's a lot of cranes on the on campus, uh, but there's a lot downtown. So the the nature of the town is going to change a little bit. We just want to make sure that we that we keep it kind of funky, mm-hmm. you know, and right. keep it so that we we still really like the town. Uh huh. Uh huh. Do you find it um, odd or difficult or challenging that sort of town gone relationship between um, Ann Arborites and people who are just like transient, like students? I, I think that the the student uh, towny relationship isn't uh, isn't as strained as perhaps the uh, the actual entities of maybe government and the institution. Uh, so there's been a couple of showdowns over some mm. of the the building that's been going on mm-hmm. on campus. So I think that that's where the the rub is. There's uh, expansion, big expansion on the university's part. Yeah. And every time they do that, they're taking property off the tax rolls. They're butting up against neighborhoods. Sure. Uh, and they don't have to abide by any any of our building codes. They can just do what what they want, and they and oftentimes do. So, so is it sort of like the university's a parasite? Like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that because clearly it's a it's a huge economic engine. Uh, uh, it, it makes a big difference in uh-huh. town. Uh, they add new jobs every year, somewhere on the scale of five hundred new jobs every year. Uh-huh. I mean, what what city in in Michigan wouldn't uh, beg for that? Right, right. So, it, it, you know, there just needs to be a, a balance uh, in the relationship, and and as we both grow, uh, we need to find our way. Brilliant. So, so what do you think are some of your key issues? What are the things you're really gonna you're gonna um, aim for with your dart? Like, what are the things that are oh, Sandy Smith's, you know, golden eggs? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you what are you looking to do? Well, I really want to sustain uh, the city. I want it to be able to go forward, and as I said, keep it funky. I mm-hmm. think that that diversity of of activities uh, down on Main Street is a great example. Uh, we have a we we. We have a risk of losing some of that and becoming mm. a little bit more, uh, I don't know, monoculture. So, you mm. know, it, it just just a little bit more uh, generic. Uh, and uh, I think we need to really be careful going forward that we that we allow it to remain a little funky. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be able to attract uh, young people. Like I was drawn to Ann Arbor when I, when I was uh, looking for a place uh, for, to go to school. Mm-hmm. And I was attracted to Ann Arbor as much as I was to the university. Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards, uh, when I graduated, I, I knew I was home. I wasn't going to go anywhere. I want to be able to have a city where people choose to stick around, too. You know, that it's something we can be proud of. And do you think it's there? Do you, do you, do you find, like, a lot of people are... Um are coming here for school or grad school or working for a couple of years and finding like, Oh, I need to, I need to stay. Like, so I grew up in Missouri and, um, one of the large college towns near where I grew up was where KU is university of Kansas and Lawrence. And I was blown away how many people just totally like, Oh, I'm here for school. Oh, I'm here for grad school. Oh, I'm here for a career. Oh, I'm here for the rest of my life. Like and a someone, lot of people do that. And someone told me <clears throat> that you, you're never a townie in Ann Arbor un- until you, unless you're actually born here. Do you think that's true? Do you think you see yourself a townie? I, I've I've heard that, but uh, I've been here since 1981. I've I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else, uh-huh. so uh, I consider myself a townie. Wow. So so what do you think is the biggest difference? What what do you think um, has really the marked change for you between 81 and now? When you first got stepped stepped onto the campus or into Ann Arbor and and, and now today? I think uh, in general it's far more conservative. Uh, really? And maybe that's uh, through my own lens uh, and just having aged. Uh, <laughs> it, it seemed to me to be, you know, a wildly progressive town and, uh, you know, it, as Alex said, there was a uh, hash at the hash bash. Right. You know, there uh-huh. was a five dollar uh-huh. fine, and uh, p- you know, for possession, and, and those. It, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, those sorts of things are 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 uh, you know are kind of disappearing, and that's just a dr- silly kind of dramatic example of it. But um, you know, it's it, it is. Uh, uh, I don't know. Is it more special interest people kind of picking away at different things and not not really engaging? Um, in, in true, um, oh, I don't know. I don't even want to go any further on that path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but there, there are. It seems to be a constant, whether it be students or otherwise, keep cycle of people. Yes, coming in fresh. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's interesting that you, you that you know you say you perceive that it's getting a little more conservative, and I think it's like this 
hugely liberal bubble, right? So, so I think that's. Um, I that's guess it's all relative. It, yeah, it is, yeah. it is uh, a liberal bubble for Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if you look at uh, maybe even St. Louis or or uh, Flint or something like that, it's mm-hmm. it's it's probably pretty darn liberal. But yeah. when you compare it to San Francisco or right. um, New York, Boston, or something like that, I, I don't think that it, uh, that it really that it, it really makes the grade right. Um, so. Do you think that, uh, you know, we've been talking on this show and a lot of other places about elections, right? This is an election year, right? Yes. So do you, did that have anything to do with, in terms of like, you saw, I mean, we all saw Hillary make this amazing run to, to be, um, Democratic candidate. Like, did that influence, like, you know, Hillary can do it, that sort of thing? Actually, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Not at all. It's just a, it's it's been a natural progression in my, in my life to do this. I've just really have, have become more engaged myself and seeing how important it is that if you want to make a difference, you you can't just sit in your living room and yell at the TV. You've got to go out and be an active participant. Yeah. So, so what are some examples then? How else can someone really be involved if, if you can't, you know, run for city council? Like, what? Other well, there's things? all kinds of things you can do. You can, um, you can get involved at the at the parks level. You can be a, you can adopt a park and 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 promise to, you know, walk through it on a weekly basis and pick up garbage or mm. you know pull weeds or something like that. Just monitor it. So you can do you can do that through the city, and that's a pretty. Um, uh, you know, an easy volunteer sort of thing. There's all kinds of nonprofits in town begging for people. Mm. Uh, they're always begging for money, even more so now that, that Pfizer isn't around to, to kind of you know, contribute. But mm-hmm. they're also always begging for people to hold their doors open. Yeah. Wow. So, so when did you start? Like, with what organization? What was your entry? Like, how did you first get involved? Well, I think it probably. Uh, really started um, getting really involved at the Washington Rainbow Action Project, uh, mm-hmm. and it was in the very, very early days. And we used to meet in the basement of Common Language on couches, and that's when Common Language was over on Fourth uh, Fourth Ave. Mm. And uh, you know, it was really kind of a group of people sitting around, and there were there were no. Um, there was not a whole lot of direction at that point, and uh, you know there was uh, there was no Robert's Rule, so to speak. So, yeah. so it was kind of a, a, a loosely connected people with a with a vision, and they kind of came they came along after a uh, a ballot initiative that they had uh, defeated successfully. Wow. They kind of wanted to keep the energy going, so they kept meeting, and it turned into this Washington Rainbow Action Project. Uh, and I was a board member and a pretty active volunteer. Helped them with the you know the outfest and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things like that. All these for, things that still happen. The all the things that still mm-hmm. happen, right? And I was there somewhere like ninety six to two thousand. Wow. Mm-hmm. So so that sort of ignited the fire and in getting involved in the community. Absolutely. And then did that automatically lead to like civic responsibility stuff? Like so- it, it it led to uh, being involved in certain causes like the the. Uh, the proposal too that was so nasty that came through uh, the anti-marriage amendment. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, spent a lot of energy on that. Uh, and I think we were very successful in Washington County in defeating it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we, we the rest of the state. the rest of the state kind of uh, uh, doomed us. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we were our numbers were great here, and I was very active in that along with a kind of core group of people. Um, and and so that's you know continues to, to say you can make a difference if you're really fighting. You know, we didn't win, but. It, you know, at the end of the day, when we looked at our numbers, we we felt we did all right. Excellent. Um, tell me about so. Uh, tell me about a rail system. Do you think that's possible? Like, I would love for there to be a light rail system, like from here to I don't know the airport or somewhere. Like, um, is that something that Ann Arbor is looking at? Or absolutely, uh, both an east-west and a north-south rail. Wow! And it will help. It's you know it certainly won't happen in two years' time, uh-huh. uh, but can it happen in five to ten? Yes. And we are we are actively doing the research. We're putting the pieces together. We're looking at federal funding, and there does uh, appear to be federal dollars available uh, for this 
this sort of a uh, project? Well, you know, one would think that, especially now, gas prices and the environment are so sort of like hot button issues. It, it helps. It yeah. helps to move something forward because people start realizing, I, I, I don't want to drive every day up and down 23. Yeah. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the, to add one more lane to 23 between Ann Arbor and Brighton is, let's just say, $100 million. And to have that, uh, a new trail, a new rail system through there is uh, is more like, you know, I don't know, $25 million. So it's so significantly so, cheaper. Absolutely. And my numbers are probably way out of scale, but it's it, it's somewhere along those lines. Is Why wouldn't you think of that? Why, you know, it seems like a no-brainer. Right, right. And it seemed like it'd be a lot of fun, too. I mean, because I don't know how to ride a bike, I'm not going to lie. So, like, biking someplace does not really sound, doesn't sound fun to me, but riding a train someplace does, especially if it's to Detroit or the airport or something. To the airport. I was in uh, Portland, Oregon uh, for a conference, and I got out of the hotel uh, with my with my luggage. I went to the corner. I got on a train. I was delivered into the terminal for $2. Wow. I and mean, that's cool. And so that sort of thing sort of pays for itself eventually. It usually is subsidized, uh-huh. uh, but the university is, is even talking about subsidizing. Oh. Or, you know, they, they are faced with building more parking all the time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't you know, take very long to add, to add up that that's to, to bring people in by train versus uh, building more parking structures. Right. Uh, it makes a big difference. Wow. Well, are there other cities that you're looking at that does, that, that, is it the bigger cities that we're looking at or cities the size of Ann Arbor that does this? Um, you know, southeastern Michigan is really kind of funny because we don't have any great mass transit where a lot of a lot of them do. Uh-huh. I, I think there's no mistake that it's because of the our love for the automobile. Right. And the state's love for the, the automobile. The state's love. The state's love. So, um, so we're we're behind in that, and I, and I really think it would be you know Detroit to Ann Arbor or or further, mm-hmm. uh, and it can go all the way up to uh, Howell right now, um, and to Traverse City. So mm. I know the mayor of Traverse City is very interested in uh, bringing rail all the way down because the tourism dollars uh, uh, are directly affected by the price of gas. Mm. So who wouldn't love to go down to Depot Street and get on the train and, you know, four hours later be in Traverse City? Right. Yeah, that'd be hot. That would be. <laughs> it would be cool. So, Sandy, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, are you also so... You run for city council. Will you be the first out person on city council since 1970s? No. Uh, Chris Kolb was. Uh, oh, right. Was there. Chris Kolb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think that I would be the second uh, out lesbian to run. Since. Yeah, it was 1974. So it's I the think. first lesbian so, man. Right. Wow. Right. Uh, and there was a, one just a year before that actually that came out while she was on council. Mm uh, but you know what's really cool is I'm not running as uh, as a gay candidate with gay issues. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be running, and it's it's such a non-issue. I mean, nobody even bats an eye or talks about my orientation, and that's great. I think that that's really cool. That's great. Now, are you the only? Is the first ward? Are all the seats up for the city council? No, half the seats. Half the seats. Uh, so so uh, there's five wards. Uh, two seats in each ward, mm-hmm. and then they alternate. Uh, it's a two-year term, so they alternate every other year. And you're running for first ward. That's correct. And wh- what geographically does that sort of cover? If you kind of look at uh, the city as a pie, it's the northern slice of a pie. Mm. So it goes as far east as Nixon Road, mm-hmm. comes down through uh, campus and downtown, and then goes out uh, to the west all the way to the new high school out on uh, on Maple. So it's it's pretty big and it's wildly diverse. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that pie. Yes, absolutely. Interesting. So people can learn more about your candidacy on your website, right? That's correct. AnnArborites.com. A-N-N-A-R-B-O-R-I-T-E-S.com. Yes. I love it. Ann Arborites. Um, anything else you want to tell people? When do we vote? August fifth is the primary. We're uh, there, we're basically all Democrats uh-huh. running, so that so the November election is, in, in some sense, meaningless uh, for this particular race. So August fifth, get out and vote. That's right. Um, and you can learn more about Sandy Smith, Democrat for City Council, Ann Arbor's first ward at annarbrights.com. Can I do the call letters? Absolutely. Do it. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Excellent. Well done. See, we have these post-it signs up. Um, 
because I often forget the order in which it goes. So that was that was expertly done. Thank you. I wanted to say that for a long time. <laughs> You're listening to Closets Are For Clothes. And when we return, we're going to talk with a pleasantly aggressive folk duo. Um, nervous but excited. Uh, and we'll be right back. Washington, where's my money at? Oh, oh, oh. Call, oh, oh. 
fed, go out there and make my bread. All I wanna know is where's my money at? Canada up a roll car, bruised up Scott Hart. All I wanna know is where's my money at? And you are listening to WCB and FM and Arbor Closets are for close. Thanks for joining us. We just talked to uh, um, Sandy Smith, who's running for Ann Arbor City Council. And I have the fantastic pleasure and luxury to be joined uh, by Nervous But Excited, our friends Kate and Sarah. Hi. Hi. I can't believe that you covered Dalla Dalla, Dalla Bill <laughs> by Wyclef. That's Wyclef, right? It was. Yeah, I got it. So it came on and my, my jaw dropped in disbelief. And, um, and you were like, uh, you have to guess who it is. <laughs> do you do other covers? Like other, like... First of all, was that a surprise to your audience? Or you're just like, because that, that's off your new live album, correct? It is. Yes. I, I believe there was some shock and awe when, uh, <laughs> when, when we began playing it. Here um, and there. Here it's and there, true. Yeah. We, are, we are not known to cover the uh, hip-hop song, but uh, we decided to branch out a little. Nice. The hip and or hop. Yes, exactly. but we do. Yes. Trying to keep it funky. Exactly. Keep, like, just keep, like Sandy says. <laughs> keep it Arbor right. funky, right? Yeah, yeah. That's We're amazing. doing our part. This is our volunteering. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, are you in Arborites born and raised? No, we are not townies. Oh, we're so not. where are you townies of? That's an interesting question. I feel like we've both been a bit transient in our time. Nice. We have a couple places we call home, though. I feel like this is definitely one of them. We're, we do live here. Right. We live We live in Ann Arbor. We uh, spent a long time in Lansing. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, So Lansing versus Ann Arbor. I don't think we need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> both have amazing qualities about them. Do it. That's true. <laughs> there is a am- really, like, amazingly built and a deep community of uh, especially of lesbians in Lansing that uh, they, mm. there's like two organizations there that have been around for like 30 years that do um, the lesbian connection is one of them it's mm-hmm. a national lesbian magazine they've been around forever and goldenrod music um lesberific totally nice exactly <laughs> yeah i made that up that's <clears throat> nice <laughs> so lansing does have that but i feel like you know Culture-wise, Ann Arbor wins. Yeah, it's hard to pick between lesbians and culture, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, nobody's ever put it that way before. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you've been to lots of Ann Arbor art fairs. You've you've done the art fair thing because you're playing the art fair. You're playing the South U stage. We are on Friday, right? Is that five p.m. You're playing? Mm -hmm. Yep. Brilliant, mm-hmm. yes. brilliant, happy hour time. Ah, uh, exactly. I will be there. Plan that. Yes. With the beverage. <laughs> With the bevy. Um, on the Anna Rare 1071 stage, right? So mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. It totally is. And for your earlier question, um, I was briefly at the art fair once, and I believe this is Kate's first time. So I believe we can safely <sighs> say that we are pseudo virgins to the art fair. So if any tips you may have to give to us, I'm sure, you know, sunblock, water, what have you, we've already been told. But beyond <laughs> that, I mean, we're open. So if you want to get someplace quickly, don't walk in the middle of the street. Walk the sidewalks. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You did one. mention the slow-moving slow moving crowd. That's the most frustrating thing know, ever. It makes me angry, too. Mm-hmm. But then you can't see the art if you're on the sidewalk, right? Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's a give-take. <laughs> it is a give-take. And um, what else? Oh, I would say... So uh, I mentioned that I used to work art fair all the time. So one of the things I did was play art fair bingo. And so there are many things that we would try to find and see how many of what we could find. So one of them would be like mullets. So, are there lots of them? Uh, there's a fair number. Not as many I've seen this year, but mm-hmm. fanny packs are another one. Lots of fanny mm-hmm. packs. Like, are you trying to say that we should create mullets and bring a fanny pack to fit in well, as your tips? I'm or? saying that you've got to have your noticing eyes on. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> um, and then there's also the art on the stick. Because some of the art is amazing. There's a lot of a lot of juried stuff, and then there's also sort of really crafty stuff. What is an art on a stick? Art on a stick, it's like... I don't know. Like it's it's pretty. You know, it's a long stick of copper with like a 
little dragonfly on top. Oh, you or shove something. it in your yard. That yes, you shove in the my yard. My mother loves yeah. those. Well, you. I feel you, like my mom, too. See, mm. <laughs> apparently, mothers love them. I think mm. my mom actually has a couple in her yard as well. So Christmas. that's very popular. Um, the other one is like those, you know, quote unquote, funny, clever signs that you put outside your door that say, like, it's five o'clock somewhere, or, like, um, rules in the pool, no whizzing, no fighting. No, I'm like, yeah. wow, that's, that's someone's going to yeah. pay 15 bucks for that. My mother loves those, too, especially yeah. <laughs> when there's, like, a country theme involved. Or an American flag. I hope she's listening. <laughs> yeah. Or if there's um, the symbol of our great nation. Oh. Uh, on it as well yeah. and so watch for those those things are always a lot of fun to watch uh, this really weird booth that i was often biased though they're like um I, I they're called like all weather hats or something but like the big banner says hat will stay on at 40 miles an hour <laughs> oh i'm like <laughs> wow that's that's quite a that's quite a hat need that it really a lot. is what kind of strap does that require uh, it doesn't i think it forms to your head and there's lots of 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 women oh, who like so that apparently like for or... your head <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a little bit more research on that um so but one of my favorite things about fairs is the cheap sunglasses <laughs> oh, i need oh, some yeah, yes. i really do because you know i happen to love things that are are knockoffs Mm. So, um, so I'm all about the fake Prada and, and imitation Gucci. I wouldn't so. have expected that type of fare to be there. Mm. I would think. Oh, too. there are no less than three fake sunglass booths. Wow. We know what we're doing after this. Absolutely. Going. I hope it's still sunny. <laughs> so you can really try them out. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, how will I ever know? Exactly. How will I know if they block the sun correctly? Because <laughs> so far they just make me look ridiculous. Mm. So, are there elephant ears? Um, yes. Really? I did not know what an elephant ear was, the, I mean, the food, um, before I came to the Inner Art Fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I had experience with butterfly chips and funnel cakes. It's a butterfly chip? Butterfly chip? It's like a potato chip that's all fried and butterfly It's amazing. Huh. And they pour stuff on it. Like ranch and cheddar, some sort of swivel curl, something swivel oh. curled, fried and dipped in sauce. Wow, that could be dinner, and then the uh, elephant ear could be dessert. Hello. <laughs> so I had an elephant ear today, and it was uh, kind of disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry. So that's okay. I'll, 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 like I'll that. give them at least another at least another three tries to redeem themselves. Okay. <laughs> so music, music. You have a new album out. It's live. Um, so did you have to like pay people to come to your show? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, uh, do you tell people beforehand we're gonna we're gonna be taping the show? Like, yes. Yeah. Apparently, that makes them really excited and want to pay us to come. Which um, is yeah. Exciting. Where was it? Where was it? Um, taped, recorded rather. Here in Ann Arbor, actually, uh-huh. at a friend of ours has this really old, um, like beautiful wooden house on Liberty and. Uh, she does a house concert series as well there, oh, cool. so there's a lot of live music that happens there. But um, I think it's kind of it's the perfect space. So that's excellent. And and there was lots of uh, like, how do you go about like? Okay, so we're gonna come in bringing. A, did you have like a lot of equipment? Did you just do this in a micro cassette or? We uh, <laughs> no, we we hired an engineer, um, Ian Gorman. He's out of Kalamazoo, and he came in and set up um, a similar setup to what we have right now not that anyone else can see it but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of microphones a lot of we did three room mics to to uh, capture kind of the ambient pieces of it all and um, and then I mixed it together and we had it mastered and it's in production right now so it's on its way back to us pretty soon. So from cradle to grave, or from from very beginnings to <laughs> you winced when I said grave. Sorry. <laughs> so from from the very beginning conceptually to to releasing. So you have your hands on every single piece of this. This is truly independently produced and released. Totally. Yes. And do you like that? Or, or I mean, that sounds like to me that sounds like very like oh awesome. This is really like my baby. Like I really did this. But is do you think that there's a time that you're gonna like want to get signed and totally have all that stuff like done? Well, well, we we are signed by a record label, which is exciting. But we still like to do this sort of thing on our own. Kate has some amazing gifts mixing, and um, we have a good friend that masters it. And I feel like. 
it's exciting. Kate's also an amazing graphic designer. <laughs> and um, so it works out really well. It's exciting to us to really put it together. So I think even if we had someone, I'm sure we would give them some aspects of it. But um, I think we feel really pleased with doing it ourselves, and that feels really good. Um, but, uh, yeah. You don't want, like, roadies? Oh, that would be nice. But we, we often have extremely dedicated friends that um, come to shows with us and help us carry our gear. Or the people that actually book the show often carry our stuff out with us. So it, it becomes quite a collective effort. Nice. Let us not say that we don't have a lot of people that help us out in a lot of different ways. Yes, we definitely yes, do. So. Well, excellent. Excellent. So how about a song? So is this let's. off? Let, let's. Um, is this, um, will we hear this on the live album? You will. And what's the song called? This is called Slow and Steady. Slow and Steady. It's a little love song. Study by Nervous But Excited. Joining us live in studio at Closet Stuff for Clothes at WCVFN Ann Arbor. And that was beautiful. That was amazing. Thank you. Um, so what I'm interested in is how do you write a song? Like how is it like writing like I don't like I consider myself a pretty creative person, but I just don't think that I could ever have I don't have the capacity to know how to write a song and like put it to to have music and like like how does that happen <laughs> well um i think in our case i guess it starts with um 
Well, in regards to that question, I think it starts with an instrument, you know, and having something to play. So I have to know how to play an (laughs) instrument. I'm writing this down, okay? Well, you know, if you want to do it by yourself, but you can have somebody else, you know, play it for you. That's true. You could have an instrumentalist. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, But, I mean, me personally, generally it works with, uh, if I come up with a a guitar part that um, I like... Generally, and there's an idea of a song that I have floating around in my head. I usually start kind of just singing along with the the instrumental, like the instrumental part that I came up with, and um, and once I have that kind of bass, then I just go off with the writing and kind of uh, piece it all together that way. So, how did Slow and Steady come apart? Because because you said it's a love song, right? And and it's incredibly intimate, and 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 the lyrics are. Hot and, and <laughs> so, how did that? Did that? What triggered that song? Did, is that how it happened? You had a guitar part in there, and then um, you sort of tucked that away, and then you got the words that you thought matched. Um, not so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, that was this is that was Sarah. Sarah wrote that That's one, true. so that was her process. We often write write uh, either the words or the music, and then come to the other person, and then the other person kind of fills out the entire song. But also we bounce ideas off each other all the time in the writing process. Um, but that particular song kind of happened in a different sort of fashion in that I was living in the woods at the uh, Michigan Women's Music Festival for about a month. and um, You were living in the woods? I was in a tent. I wasn't like some sort of barbarian just frolicking about in the dirt. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> And uh, I Not was that helping. There's anything wrong with, with that? It's true. I was I was helping build the stages on the carpentry crew there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and at night, I would go to my tent and write things. And a lot of times, I spend a lot of time just writing down random thoughts and words and stuff like that. And that's how I write a song. And then I piece it together. And then I find some sort of instrumental part to go with it but i wish i had an instrumentalist and sometimes i think i secretly want kate to be an instrumentalist (laughs) so she could come she could write her songs and mine too and i could just write the lyrics we have never talked about this before i'm outing myself but yeah so that's how that one came about amazing well i i'd like to go just right into another song Let's do it. Is that okay? Why hold ourselves back? I don't Mm. want to hold ourselves back. It's art fair. Mm. Let's get wild. There's elephant ears and I'm going to eat them. (laughs) So, so what's this song? Well, it's, it's a strange transition because this is actually a song that we didn't write. Okay. Oh, but, uh, cover is a dollar dollar bill. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's, it's not, but, um, if you, if you, if you ask nicely, maybe we can work that in. (laughs) You would have to do the call and response though, as Uh long as you know that. Uh, but no, this is a song. It's on the new album as well. And, um, we've been singing it for a couple years and it's just, uh. It's it's a fun one to sing. So it's called uh it's called Crying and it's by a woman named Libby Kirkpatrick. It was a sweet success. I took off my dress and I made a mess. Just because you thought I was lonely. Expected nothing less. You took the dim light right from my eyes with your criticizing. It was so amazing. Stole the wind right from my sail, and you turned to leave me behind. Caught you, I nailed you, and you should be. So nice, but your dark side shined twice as boldly. 
Don't try to tell me in your sneaky way How you'll love me tomorrow Like you should have today And it won't matter by the break of dawn Cause I'll be gone I'll be well I'll be well on my way And you should be Listening to Nervous But Excited on Ann Arbor's, well, no, wait, WCBN FM Ann Arbor Closets Are for Clothes. <laughs> Loves it. That is a fun song. Mm. That's sort of like a, um, a beep you song. Sort of like a <laughs> get up out of her. It is. How do you decide when, when you, um, when you hear a song that you, oh, I think that we should try to cover that or, or when you see someone's lyrics and say like, I think, I think we have a spin on this. Or do you decide? Does the f- song find you? And, like, do you hear something on radio and be like, "I, I need to sing Beyonce"? Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I think it's. I think it, it really depends a lot. For me, like, if a song really moves me, if I just like love it and like kind of have to sing it, kind of thing, mm-hmm. that happens. Sometimes it just sounds like it's it's a fun crowd pleaser kind of deal that we both love. You know, it. I mean, it has to be something that we both really like are inspired by in some way. I think. Um. Yeah. Is there any other thing that you? No, yeah. I think that's perfect. And so you played harmonica on that. I did. Yeah. Or mouth harp. Is it also <laughs> it called? Sounds a mar- so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call it a harmonica. Nice, nice. I don't know. So that's the second instrument you play. It is. <laughs> and do you have others? I do. I play the guitar and the violin also. Well, and do you play the, the violin on any of your albums? Um, I actually play it on the uh, live record oh, there that's about to come out, and also on our last studio record, I play it a bit. When's that live album come out? August twenty sixth. Wow, and it's called um, Homespun. Yep. Um, excellent, excellent. So, um, are you going to the Mission Women's Festival? We are this year, yes. And uh, you'll be playing. Um, we're going to be playing an informal show, yes. Nice, nice. Um, how did do you do you find yourselves are really connected into the the festival like um you have a following there and you get your friends together to go that was weird did you hear that that wasn't me i did <laughs> but i think it's okay oh nice <laughs> um excellent and but so people can get a, 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 another taste of you um oh that sounded dirty too i'm <laughs> sorry you can hear nervous but excited on friday at the Ann Arbor art fair in the south you concert what time 
5 p.m. 5 p.m. And what should people bring? Should they bring um, stuff to throw at you or um, cash to buy your CDs or both? They can bring cash or credit. Nice. Don't nice. forget your personal fan and water and some sunscreen. <laughs> and don't yeah. forget it is happy hour also. Yes. And art on a stick. Yes, Excellent. So um, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. This has been good times. And when your next album comes out, you'll join us again because right. I like listening to you in my own personal sort of audience. Awesome. Excellent. You've been listening to Closets for Close. Um, and we'll be back next week. We'll talk to you then. Take it from us and that's a bottom line. But I know there's a drop in the block. You move slow. Getting pressure from cops you don't know. Not to lay low. It's one of my lives. No joke. Thought my rigor really stuck in. Top of corners every day struggling. Beautiful women making money. Washing dollar bills like laundry. I'ma tell you who told me. Casuals, everything. I don't know what the hell it is, Phil. I've been smoking this pot all day and I still can't get higher. What kind are you smoking? Well, all marijuana's the same, isn't it? <laughs> That's the mistake a lot of people make. But not in Vietnam. Well, it was one fine morning I was knocked out of bed By a thumb-thumb rhythm I heard over my head I went into the hall to see what it could be It was a rock and roll uprising all around me Now there's a radio station called WCBN FM Ann Arbor The home of alternative radio dio <laughs> I sure wish I could get one of those shirts